Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. podcast on the fantasy focused youtube channel i'm your host today bobby lamarco and, and once again i'm joined back by my partner in crime buck what's going on buck hey doing good it's great to be back on with you bob obviously last week i had some extenuating circumstances that got in the way of us doing our normal show where we go rogue we go against the grain we yeah. really dig underneath these fingernails to find out who the who the right fate is and who the right play is, it's very good to be back. I don't have to work tomorrow, so I might be a little bit off the walls here because I'm energized. I'm leaving for Cincinnati tomorrow. Folks ask, Buck, why are you going to Cincinnati, for Christ's sake? Nobody vacations to Cincinnati. I'm going for USA Soccer versus Mexico World Cup qualifying on Friday night in Cincy, and I can't wait, Bob. I'm fired up for Cincy. Nothing better, man, too. Like, you get a nice little time off, go try, go watch some soccer. That's going to be fun, man. I'm excited for you. I'm glad I get a little energized. You know, typically the hump day has been rough for us the last couple of weeks. Now you got me excited, so I'm ready to rock and roll. Before we get into all this. Hold on, sure. hold on. Observation on that, Bob. I just want to cut you off because it's worth noting. We record at 9 Eastern. So I've already worked. It's almost bedtime. Bob's just getting off the clock. So this high stress situations, for me, it's more of a brain shutting down situation. Maybe we just mesh together at a different level today. Oh, Not man. up and down, around. Around. I like it. Thank you for that break. That bra- uh, breakdown is brought to you by Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, anyway, so back to this. We want to talk quickly. Make sure you're following us. If you're listening to us on the audio side, make sure you're following us on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel from now. That's where all our videos are. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. You're following us on Twitter. You're following us on uh, uh, TikTok. Been slacking on the TikTok lately. You know, I pulled a hammy. Can't dance as much. It is what it is, folks. But for now, we're still consistent on the YouTube side and dropping all our audio. And if, for example, you watch us on YouTube, make sure you do check out. If you're you're taking going for a run and you can't watch a video, listen to us on the podcast side at the Candlestick Kids as well. All our episodes are brought to you by our partners at Bet Online AG, and we're going to go for a quick commercial break for them as well. This episode of the Candlestick Kids is brought to you by Bet Online. All eyes are back on the gridiron, and his teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile app and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE to receive your bonus. For football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Buck, let's get right into it, folks. We're gonna, of course, we all know we do Thursday night football. We do start sits. We do streamers. We're gonna talk some kickers because you know what? I've decided that's a thing now. Okay, folks, 
If you didn't have Michael Badgley last week, shame on you. K1 all day, folks. But anyway, Buck, we're going to break down this Thursday night preview. This Thursday night preview is, of course, brought to you by our Sunday Live Starts This Show. You saw the intro to this video. Awesome. Shout out to my sister, Amanda LaMarco. Great stuff. Appreciate her for doing the video for us. Big shout out. That was awesome. Really do appreciate it. I basically had to sell my soul, though, folks. Listen, I had, I had to go to Portland to see her. For Christmas her, like is going to be rough this year, Bob. I know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be right out of the pocket. Going to have to buy her nice jewelry, whatever it takes. But now you got the great images. Buck in a suit. Just in case you forget what he looks like when he's all fancy. Now you get the intro video. We love it. But we're going to talk quickly about good sports as well. As a reminder, everybody this weekend, if you come to our Sunday live show and you donate to the show, if you want to get your questions expedited, 10%. Of all your donations now go to our partner for every Sunday live show, which is Good Sports. Good Sports is a charity organization that donates equipment to underprivileged communities to help kids play sports. So really excited to be partnering with them. We donated $100 last month for the month of October because of you. So we appreciate you guys donating to us and giving it back to Good Sports. So, Buck, let's talk about this game. Ravens, Miami Dolphins. Not a bad over under 46 and a half. The Ravens are heavy favorites, though. Seven and a half road favorites, which is always interesting. Key injuries. So on the offense, on the Ravens side, they are going to be missing one of their safeties, Elliott. He went down officially on IR. Patrick, one of their offensive linemen, is going to be out in this game. You know, Devonta Foreman start uh Devonta Freeman Foreman. Devonta Freeman starting to look a little bit better on the ground, but Foreman's back in the mix too. Dante. I know you're right. That's why it's in my brain. I was just listening to a podcast talking about AP and them. So Touche. But anyway, Lat Murray also doubtful for this game. So maybe Freeman right back into that starting role. We do have potential returns for this game. Sammy Watkins could be back. What does that mean for the shakeup of the wide receivers? Does that mean Marquise Brown goes to the slot? We'll find out for the first time on Thursday, potentially. Nick Boyle doesn't sound like this is a big deal, but he was one of the main factors in the ground game. Great blocking tight end, but he also Runs out there. If they run three receiver sets, they might have Boyle out there sometimes, too. We did see Mark Andrews dial back some snaps with Boyle. On the Dolphins' side, it's really Devontae Parker. Him being out opens the door for Mike Jaziki, opens the door for Jalen Waddell. So, Buck, based on some of this information, what are you looking for most before we dive into these players? What I want to see the most in this game is whether or not Miles Gaskin continues to have a significant impact on the ground here with Brandon Williams out for the Ravens. That's one injury that you might've mentioned. I might've missed it. Uh, but Brandon Williams being out is huge, but the problem is on the other end, the dolphins are missing their center. So I kind of want to see how that run game looks between the tackles. Um, Gaskin's been one of those sleepers where if, if you've started him in a PPR, you feel damn good about putting him in there over these last three to four weeks. I mean, this is a fellow who has produced, I look for him to have to produce based on game flow, but I like to see him involved through the run game because I think there's a bit of a window there without one of the best run stoppers for the Ravens in that lineup with Brandon Williams there. So that's one thing I'm looking at. The other thing is Lat Murray being out. I mean, Devonta Freeman has scored three straight weeks. I don't see him not getting another touchdown here, Bob. So I'm really intrigued by that player. Um, a couple other things here. Do you think Tua is going to actually start with the, with the whole finger thing? He's got no a clue. finger. He's Bob. questionable. It doesn't, it looks like the DMP. Let's just take a quick look at the DMPs from 
from the weekend. It looks like for Wednesday, because the good news is they're playing on Thursday, so we have the practice reports. He was limited practice on Wednesday, so there's a shot. And also, Brandon Williams is questionable still. He hasn't been ruled out, but he did DMP on Wednesday. Um, I think so he's going to be out. You think he's going to be out? Okay, yeah, because he did go from limited practice Monday and Tuesday to DMP Wednesday, so that is interesting. But Tua looks like he's questionable. I don't know. We'll see. I, it doesn't look like it doesn't look good for him because it's his left finger, so that's his throwing hand. I think Freeman is an auto start. Lev Bell, if you're in a really like itchy, scratchy situation there at running back, Lev Bell's been scoring some touchdowns here, Bob, and I like those six pointers quite a bit. So my question for you, all right, so in this game, Miles Gaskin or Freeman? Freeman. Okay. So, slow. yeah. So let's say how, so you think, so Freeman, let's get a little bit, let's get a little saucier here. Elijah Mitchell or Freeman? Freeman. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, Javante Williams. That one's. A lot easier for me. I'm going to go Freeman. Okay. And Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. Okay. All right. All right. So let's jump down to the wide receiver position. And now, listen, Baltimore Ravens have been getting a little bit better in the secondary. They were beat up a little early in the year. Looks like they're starting to get a little bit better against receivers. Um, are you now with Parker out? The one thing I will say is it does really open up Jalen Waddle and Mike Jazicki. Those guys have been dominating targets. So are you still in on Waddle, in on Jazicki this week? If two is a go, yes. Okay. If two is not a go, I'm still fine with Jacecki just because it seems like Brissett does favor him quite a bit. Okay. And then for the flip side of things, look, Marquise Brown, it's kind of a head scratcher, but Miami has been bad against receivers. Um, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are supposed to be this legit duo, but they have not been really that good against receivers overall. Crazy. I'm interested in the, in the dynamic that Sammy Watkins brings, because I've been saying this a lot. Watkins, I'm not saying he's a great player, but he's going to demand more than one or two targets that you guys like Devin Duvernay and James Proach are getting Sammy Watkins. If he plays, is that kick, uh, my, um, Oh, I'm blanking here. Oh, Marquise Hollywood? Brown. No, yeah, Hollywood Brown into the slot. I'm interested in knowing this stuff. But is Marquise Brown in your lineups? Is Bateman in your lineups? And what's your thoughts about Mark Andrews? So I'd say that they will line up Marquise Brown both in the slot and outside, opposite of uh, one Sammy the Glassman Watkins. I'm not concerned with it. I'm okay. just not concerned with it. Look, I love Sammy Watkins as a Bills fan through and through. Sammy Watkins, he, I mean, he was a hell of a player nine years ago. Uh, but we are where we are, and his track record is his track record. I'm not worried whatsoever about Hollywood. Look at Hollywood's cumulative stats. I mean, he's been nothing but impressive all season long. He's on pace for over 1,500 yards here, Bob. I know. He's been great. I mean, post talk about post-type sleeper. I mean, he's like the de- he's the poster boy of it. And the other thing, too, is – Bateman, it looks like because the the ground game has been average, it's like they've kind of leaned heavy towards the pass, letting Lamar throw more. Sure. And it's been great for everybody. So I I think, listen, Brown's in for me. Bateman, I think, is fine, especially if you need a wide receiver, borderline wide receiver three. But Solid start to the career there, Bob. I've really liked what I've seen from him. It hasn't He hasn't just sprinted out of the gates, but how often do we see that? We see it more now than we would have, say, five, six, even – 
especially 10 years ago. But Bateman has come out, and he's looked like a solid NFL receiver from the jump. So I think the building blocks for success, uh, the path to decision-making, what is it? Um, Jump to conclusions, Matt. I think it's going in the right direction here. Yeah, Path to the right decisions. You like that one? (laughs) I like it. I like it. Jump to conclusions board game. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Um, no, that's it's true. And I, I just think that for me, sometimes it gets down to these Thursday night games have been oddly disappointing for us. Like from a fantasy perspective, like, you know, some guys go like the main guys seem to go off, but these fringe guys don't. I don't know. But at the same time, listen, sure. I'm OK with Bateman. Just listen, the numbers tell you that the Dolphins have not been good against receivers. So Bateman's fine. Uh, uh, you know, Hollywood Brown's fine. Mark Andrews, listen, it's just position scarcity. You're not going to find a waiver wire. No. Listen, Andrews is going to walk into probably like five for 50 on his okay days. That's still going to be better than you're guessing. You're basically, you know, that's what you're hoping for when you're going into the waiver wire for tight end. So that's me. Yeah, there's like a, a top six, Bob. You got about a top six there that is just easy slot in because it's been consistent enough. And at the tight end position, you're really playing a dark game. You're, you're trying to hit on touchdowns every single week. So if you have some stability, I'm talking four to six receptions a game, but those are actually profitable receptions, meaning the, the folks are yielding 40-plus yards. That's a good day this year for a tight end. And plus, Miami's a good matchup for tight ends. It's not even a bad matchup. So really, exactly. it's Mark Andrews is a slam dunk. And we'll talk a little bit later about position uh, start sits and fades and guys we talk about too. But really, that's all. I mean, listen, that's all we got for the Thursday night game. I personally think, who do you got? Who's your pick? Do you like the Ravens or you like Miami Dolphins before we head out? I think it'll be closer than expected, but I like the Ravens here. Yeah, I'm going to go Ravens too. I think the Tua injury coupled with just Lamar Jackson, I think on a short week, he's going to get it done for us. And I think that's that's where I lean. So that's basically our Thursday night preview brought to you by our Sunday Live Star Shit Show and Good Sports. So make sure you're checking us out every Sunday live for our start sit show for three hours and 10% of donations go to good sports. All right, Buck, we're, we're, let's get into the meat and potatoes of why we're really here today. And before we do, I want to quickly take a commercial break for one of our latest sponsors. It's Carafactor. These positional start sits are brought to you by Carafactor. We'll be back right after this. Hey, TCK Potters and fantasy focus community. Are you looking for options for hair loss? There are many options out there for treating it. However, most products treat the cause, such as DHT, and don't do much to support the growth of new and stronger hair. It's like removing harmful weeds from your lawn, but not doing much to fertilize the grass. That's why the Fantasy Focus and TCK team has partnered with Carafactor. Carafactor saw this problem and focused their research on finding just the right combination of biosynthetic growth factors and an innovative delivery system to promote fuller, stronger looking hair. So whether you're a listener who suffers from various forms of alopecia or even stress-related hair loss, the Carafactor treatment is the perfect scalp-friendly solution that can help and influence stronger and healthy hair throughout all stages of the hair life cycle. And now, exclusively for TCK listeners, use the promo code TCK at checkout to get 15% off all products at shop.mycarafactor.com. That's shop.mykerafactor.com. Carafactor, skincare for hair. All right, Buck, let's get into it, man. Let's get into these positional start sits. We know how we do it. We start with the quarterback fade. Give me the quarterback that's 
pretty much rostered in most leagues that you're willing to fade this week for week 10. Well, this fella, he's rostered in every league, I would venture to say, or at least 98.9% of them. Russ Wilson, I got to see it, number one, coming back from injury. Let's see how he reacts. Tough matchup at Green Bay. And I look back, it's tough to play in Green Bay, Bob. It's even tougher to throw the football in Green Bay. And Green Bay has has been a formative defense there against the or at least having some intestinal fortitude, maybe not so formative, but they've been playing pretty decently there in the secondary and the linebacking core. I think that it's going to be a tough reintroduction back into just the ebbs and flows of the NFL there for Russ. The other thing is, I don't know, man. There's just something weird about this Seattle team, and you've seen it all year when he has played. It, it just it hasn't been the same electrifying offense we've seen in years past. He gets off on a few big ones to DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. But in terms of just a well-fueled, well-distributed offensive attack, I haven't seen it thus far this year, aside from one game. So with Russ, I'm, I'm just going to part the brakes a little bit and think he'll settle back into that role. Okay. Yeah, my guy is someone that they're coming off, uh, they're red hot. The team's red hot. But when you look at his stats, he's been a little up and down. It's Ryan Tannehill. Now with Tannehill... Last week, huge win. Big time win against the Rams, but he had 17 fantasy points. He threw for under 200 yards. Um, you know, they got it done with defense. They got it done with the ground game still, even though there was no Derrick Henry. They, those guys scored touchdowns. Tannehill's look good. I'm not saying he has it. Julio Jones is slowly getting healthy. Even when he's out there, though, Absolutely. it just doesn't look like Julio. Um, when you watch that game, he just – something's not right yet. He's not there yet. And listen – I got burnt to a crisp last week by Matt Ryan because he was facing the New Orleans Saints. I actually went all in on the Saints, got the defense, put my little New Orleans Saints jersey on, even though I don't have one, but figuratively speaking, all in on the Saints, and I get roasted by Matt Ryan without Calvin Ridley. Two plus two equals 17 today, folks. I don't know why. But anyway, last week, hands down, was one of my worst fantasy weeks of my life. I am just, I was willing. The reason why we're doing this Wednesday show is because Monday and Tuesday, I'm in a ball under a blanket eating ice cream. So I can't even handle being on a What kind of ice cream, Bob? Listen, I'm a big original chocolate chip guy. Love that stuff. Really? I am not a base ice cream type of person. I am a, give me the, let me, let me add. I like the add-ons. Give me a little Hershey syrup. Give me a little chocolate chips. Give me a rogue Oreo. I'll smash that puppy up and throw it in there sometimes. That's how I roll. So. I like, give me a base vanilla and then I'll figure it out the rest. That's how I work. So yeah, that's how I, that's not how I feel about Ryan Tannehill's just vanilla ice cream to me this week. No condoms. We're going to talk about the guy I like, who's my uh, sexy vanilla ice cream, but that's why I'm lead into it. Lead into it. What are you doing for yours? I hear you. I hear you. Oh, you want me to go right into my guy? You're you're vibing right now. Oh no, you're true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Bob's QB bye. Uh, So that brings me to. Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr, I I don't think people are starting to realize this guy's playing like a legit MVP candidate. I mean, just a couple weeks ago, he completed like 31 or 34 passes against yeah. a solid defense. And he is just, he's got this offense master. I know uh, Gruden's gone. I know they have Henry Ruggs has been out and all this stuff going on around them. But he's just playing lights out. He's got all the command of this offense. He's making it work. He went on the road, played against the Giants. I know they lost the game, but at the same time, Carr was not the reason why they lost that game. 
At the same time, they're playing Kansas City. And I did talk about Kansas City recently. They are getting healthy at the cornerback position. So they have looked a lot better against – and we talked about this with Jordan Love on the Sunday show, why I kind of was like not too excited about him. But at the same time, he got it done in the end, I guess. But for me, it's really just Derek Carr versus the Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, the last year, those games were just electric. Mahomes over 300 yards, two touchdowns. It forced – I know the Chiefs hasn't looked the same. But also you got to keep in mind the, the Raiders secondary has been good this season. I'm not saying it hasn't. But I just feel like this game in history, the last couple seasons, has been a, a high-scoring affair. So Derek Carr is someone I'm leaning into this week. I think that he's going to have a great game. But, Buck, give me another guy that you like this week at the QB position. Carson Wentz going up against Jacksonville. Lightning does not strike twice, at least not in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay? It ain't going to be the defensive stalwart that we saw there for the Jacksonville Jags against my beloved Buffalo Bills. Carson Wentz, believe it or not, four out of the last five weeks, he's been a top 12 quarterback with the exception of that rule as number 14. He's steady producing numbers. And the fact remains, that team is building every single week. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from some of the pieces there. I love the way that Carson Wentz involves his running backs. We saw it in Philadelphia. We're seeing it come to fruition here for Indianapolis. Carson Wentz is the guy that it just still seems like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, Carr is definitely having the better season from a cumulative perspective. But Carson Wentz has done some really amazing things when everybody wrote him off going in this year. Everybody. And he's, and he's and healthy folks, The crazy thing is folks are talking trash about the fact that they might should just bench him for a little bit so they don't have to pay out on that end of the deal that came to them through the trade. What do you think this team values more, winning or saving money? Because when they win, they make infinitely more loads of money. It's a simple equation. So if Carson Wentz can lead them out, I just like the matchup against Jacksonville. They have a letdown. They're going to come in fat and happy. I'm sure they got two days off this week. It's it's going to be it's going to be an Indianapolis feast against yeah. the Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. I like it a lot too. Um, I think the other thing too is he's finally healthy, right? Like he had the, the double ankle injuries. That offensive line is getting healthy. Like that's the key. You're watching Jonathan Taylor completely dominate. It's because the offensive line is healthy. Nelson's back. Braden Smith's back. Gotta love it. So let's dive into the running backs, Buck. And now I know you got us a guy we're going to fade this week. Who's a well-owned running back that you're actually fading this week at the running back position? It's easy. This has been every single week, Bob. Michael Carter against the Bills. It just doesn't work for running backs this season, and it's easy. And Justin Zimmer should be back in action for the Buffalo Bills. That's a big problem for any team, any offensive line. He just wreaks havoc on the run game. Michael Carter is a no-go for me this week. Yeah, my guy actually, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit, and I do apologize to the public, but it's a guy who's actually playing a little better, and you just brought him up a little bit earlier. It's Miles Gaskin, and he's playing against a Baltimore okay. front that has improved a lot. Listen, Gaskin has been better. Because there has been no Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown's been out. He's been averaging about 15 touches a week. He actually came up with a nice game against Houston last week. He's still being started in about 60% of leagues. And he's owned in almost 90 plus. So he's still featured in a lot of lineups. 
But the Ravens early on in the season were terrible against running backs, but it wasn't what you thought it was. It was a lot of touchdowns, and it was a lot of in the receiving game. And that's fine. Miles Gaskin can catch passes. I'm not saying he can't. But when you look at just pure running back uh, rushing the football, the Ravens' run defense has been very good this season. It's been very touchdown heavy, and I don't think Miles Gaskin is the touchdown scorer that's going to get you a big week this week. So I'm personally going to fade Miles Gaskin. I know it's on a short week too. I just personally, these Thursday night games, I feel like when you're, if it's a coin flip situation, go with the guy on Sunday. That's how I feel about Miles Gaskin this week. So now that we got Miles Gaskin, we're fading. And we also have fading Michael Carter Buck. Give me a guy that we can plug in that's less owned right now, maybe even on waivers. J.D. McKissick for the second time on this program here, Bob. Going J.D. 20 catches over the last three games. It's almost like Washington failed to realize what they had last season. And what actually worked was at least progressive for them. They went to the playoffs. J.D. McKissick. And I think it's starting to click again. 20 receptions, three games. I think it'll be a good week here for my guy, J.D. You know, <laughs> uh, I got, I'm got i an Antonio Gibson guy, and this shin fracture has just broken my life. Like, the, he just, he just, uh, you know, so I hear J.D. McKissick, and I just, like, have, like, a spasm because I'm like. You shudder. Yeah. I shudder in fear. But anyway, my guys, I'm cheating a little bit. As you bit. should. I should, 100%. You're 100% correct on that. My guy, I'm actually cheating a little bit as well, and it's uh, Dearness Johnson. And I think we got to monitor the Nick Chubb situation. It's a name you cannot forget because Kareem Hunt is out. Dearness Johnson, if he's in, listen, the, the Patriots' defense against the run is not scary. It's not an intimidating run defense this year. Uh, also with them, they do have some nice J.C. Jackson on the outside, some nice cornerback play. And But the thing is with the Browns, their foundation is the run game. And Dearness Johnson showed when he was a plug-and-play player that he dominated. And I don't want people to forget about that because it's been a couple weeks. He hasn't really done much. Nick Chubb is out. And you might be wondering, oh, do I play him over an established player that's been doing well? The answer is yes. You're probably going to start Dearness Johnson this week if there's no Nick Chubb. So I'm just as a reminder, a PSA announcement. He might have hit waivers. So go right now and check that out. Dearness Johnson's on waivers, scooping back up. Nick Chubb just got COVID. You could probably start him. If you have him on your team, you could probably start him. Uh, before we jump into the receivers, Buck, do you have any thoughts about Dearness Johnson? Are you willing to start him this week if Nick Chubb's out? Absolutely. It, there's nobody out there on your waiver wires. And chances are you've already picked this man up. You weren't quick to get rid of him. I think he's a start. I just think I believe in that Cleveland run game question marks around Chubb and this isn't the first time what happens when you give the bull the horns you get fucked <laughs> like you <laughs> like Wait, like what? I did to you before the show last week at 815 right. I got bucked yeah I got bucked yeah. real hard it was yeah. rough I honestly didn't even know what to do myself I just I the whole podcast my hands were up like this I didn't know what to do my hands That's anyway okay. but let's talk about receivers buddy Give me your wide receiver fade for this week. Who's the guy you're not starting that's pretty much well-owned in most leagues? It's DJ Moore. Don't love the matchup, number one. Question marks at the quarterback position. Not that there would have been if Sam Darnold's all good to go, but no, it ain't DJ Moore. Five, six, four, three. Those are the stat lines for catches over the last four games. That's not enough to itch you into that 24 
that top 24. We want that top half, Bob. That's what we want. Solid wide receiver twos, solid wide receiver ones. You're not getting that from DJ Moore this week, in my opinion. I'm just staying away from him. God, it's really, it is dismantled quickly there in Carolina. Yeah. And the thing is, I traded DJ Moore away a couple weeks ago. I got, Smart I needed, move. well, yeah, it was, it, I got roasted because the first week I traded him, he went off. And I ended up losing that week because of the trade, because I had T Higgins. I traded for Tyler Higby and T Higgins because I know no tight end, and I got T Higgins in the deal. Now T Higgins is better than DJ Moore, which is so ironic. But it's so far. Everyone just remembers me getting roasted the first week because DJ Moore goes off and T sure. Higgins still hurt. But now I'm slowly creeping back, and I think I've won that trade. But anyway, my wide receiver fade this week is actually someone who's bounced back over the last month. It's Robert Woods. Um, he's playing against San Francisco. And listen, the 49ers secondary, they did get beat up by Michael Pittman a couple weeks ago. But when you look at it, they have been very good against outside wide receivers this year. For some reason, they have just figured it out. They have hurt, they have suffered a bunch of injuries in the secondary, but schematically, they still hold perimeter receivers down. Plus, this is a perfect slot funnel defense that allows Cooper Cup to completely dominate. A lot of times, too, it's been touchdowns. You see him get two or three catches. 30 yards and a touchdown. And that's all great, but he's still getting you like borderline, like flex numbers in those contests. So I'm not super high on him because of the matchup, because of the fact that he's a touchdown dependent player in a lot of cases, even in the games, he hasn't really had that big blow up game in about a month or so, but he's kind of leveled off and normalized as a low wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver three. Plus the last two weeks, he's had very good matchups and he really hasn't done much in those games. So I think in a tough matchup, I'm actually okay with fading him because I think his upside's about, you know, 11 points, which is fine. But his floor, if he doesn't get that touchdown this week, could be the 5-6 range. Now, Buck, because of these wide receiver fades, we like to give people some people to buy. So give me the wide receiver that's low-owned that you're willing to play this week ahead of some of these type of players. This is a this is a guy I love. It's a garbage pail guy. Not even a lunch pail guy. He gets his lunch from the garbage pail. It's Hunter Renfro. And I like that we synced up here. You had Derek Carr. I'm going with Hunter. Hunter's averaging six catches a game this year. Rounded up, Bob. It is rounded up from 5.83. Six catches a game. It's a hell of a floor. And that's before the unfortunate incident that occurred just over a week and a half ago. That's all cumulative. So I like a guy like Hunter Renfro in this matchup versus KC. Eating up that slot. You got Darren Waller to contend with. I think it's going to be a serious issue here. Serious one. Going with Hunter Renfro. Big game. Yeah. I mean, listen, he came through last week, too, uh, for us. He was one of the guys I recommended early on in the week. So I'm all in. I'm in on the Hunter Renfro train. And plus, Deshaun Jackson coming aboard could help with uh, open things up underneath for, uh, for Hunter. So we're excited for that. Um, my guy – and. I, you know, I think there's a funny segment we should probably do mid-year, like players that you just can't quit. Uh, and are you know, we at mid-year? Yeah, we're at mid-year. No, we are. This is our segment. This is my quick segment. Okay, good, good. Yeah, brought to you by Bombing and a Hot Sauce. You can't, you know, players you can't, you can't fade. Anyway, so my guy is actually a player that let me down last week, and I just want to give him one more chance because number one, the matchup's good, and number two, I freaking hate every time I pick a player and he's you know, wrong word to say on live. The next week he goes off, and I'm not doing that anymore. I'm sticking to my guns. It's Jarvis Landry. And 
Landry last week, if you watch that game against the Cleveland Browns, it was a disaster for the passing game only because they hit a couple long ones, Nick Chubb dominates on the ground, and they score a defensive touchdown. That completely changed the entire game. Landry finishes with five targets, doesn't do anything, because he didn't need to. They literally threw a couple deep Donovan people. Jones got a deep one. Nick Chubb had a couple big runs, defensive touchdown. Game gets out of hand. They don't even need to throw the ball. He, Baker throws the ball 21 times. But the key thing is here, he had five targets on just 21 pass attempts. He has ridiculous volume. And one thing I will say is my thought process is I think Bill Belichick's not going to let you know, the run game. The Bill Belichick's going to try to take away what Cleveland does best. That's the run game. If they commit to the run game, they could use a lot more through the air with Jarvis Landry. I personally just think, in my opinion, this week, first of all, the New England Patriots are a slot funnel defense. They are also one of the defenses in the NFL that use a man coverage over 50% of the time. That leads, that means the slot cornerback is going to be facing Jarvis Landry. The slot cornerback, Jonathan Jones, has been out for over a month. He is not coming back yet. That just means that Jarvis Landry is going to play the middle of the field against a backup cornerback. I am buying that this week. I think Jarvis Landry is a wide receiver three, and he should be in your lineups in half and full point PPR. All right, but those are our receivers. The last position we got to go through is the tight end position. Now, give me a tight end that's pretty much well-owned, started in most leagues, that you're willing to fade this week in Week 10. Breaks my heart. It's uh, it's Tyler Higby yet again. I'm usually right when I fade him, so I'm going to stick with that. I just I look at tight end this year. I want more productivity in the red zone, and we're just not getting that there with Higby. So my upside guys are always going to have at least a bit more presence than him, despite his high ownership level. Yeah, and he this close last week to a touchdown. I know. <laughs> he got this close, but the problem is the with Higby the pie is small, so small because no one in the NFL doesn't can't shut down Cooper Cup. I don't understand it. But for some reason, through nine weeks, not a single defense has said, we got to take this guy out. We'll put a guy up against the offensive line, press him at the line, and have someone and let somebody else beat us for an entire game. But no one does that. Cooper Cup Too many threats, I guess. I I, mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. I know. It's probably true. Uh, The guy I'm going to talk about, and I actually think you agree with me on this one, Buck, it's Dallas Goddard. Now, I love Dallas Goddard. I think he is awesome. And I think he is going to be a – uh, an absolute league winner down the stretch. But when I'm actually looking at so me and Buck, we, I send him a spreadsheet every week of players we can choose from because we're trying to find high-rostered players that we can help you fade. And to be honest with you, there was only one guy I felt like had a very bad matchup. It's Dallas Goddard. Agreed. And it's the Denver Broncos. The Broncos defense, we brought this up. I brought this up with Ricky Seals-Jones a couple weeks ago. I said, and I think, listen, la- even last week against the Dallas Cowboys, Schultz, there was some garbage time. His stats were padded because of that garbage time in the late in the fourth quarter. So Buck was on point with that. I brought it up for him on the show. And by the way, Buck, I didn't even get a thank you for saying all your fades and buys last week. Where's my Where's my uh, my ball cap or something? My, my gift for all my hard work last week. That I'll get fun. you a uh, I'll get you a gift card to Applebee's. How about That's that? Make it chilies and we got yourself a deal, my friend. Anyway. No, no, no. <laughs> I reserve chilies for special occasions, pal. Oh, ow, that hurts. Anyway, anyway, back to what I was saying. So Dallas Goddard's playing the Denver Broncos. Broncos have been really tough against tight ends this season. Even with all the injuries to their linebacking core, they still seem like they figure out a way to shut them down. Dallas Goddard's the one guy that stood out to me as a tight end fade. So now we're fading Goddard. We're fading. Um, you're fading. Who'd you guys are fading again? Sorry. 
Higby. Higby. Wow. Give me a guy we can buy that's actually less owned that you can play this week. Dawson Knox. Everybody dropped him. Get him on your roster. He's back. He's practicing. And this is a guy that Bills have not looked like the same Bills without him in the lineup. It's been two games, a bye week. They've not looked the same. Not even close. He's the he's the key. He is uh, the skeleton key, as they say here, Bob. That's nice. He's the are one that unlocks fi- it. Are you less high on Cole Beasley now because of the Knox return? Well, I'm pretty less high on Cole Beasley getting one reception on one target in the second half last week. I think he's dealing with an injury. So Rip. that's where I think Knox kind of steps in and, and acclimates back to that role that he had in the early part of the season. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So my guy is someone that I thought I would probably never say on this show. It's Dan Arnold. Uh, Dan Arnold has become just out of the blue because of my boy James O'Shaughnessy. RIP, high ankle sprain, done for the year. But Dan Arnold has stepped into this role. Now we talked about this. Daryl Bevel for many years, TJ Hawkinson's breakout. He had good years with Jimmy Graham. The play caller for the Jaguars utilizes the tight end. Dan Arnold is out there running a boatload of routes, and he has really produced over the last couple weeks. This week, he plays against the Colts. So that, in my opinion, the Colts are one of the best matchups for tight ends on the season. And I think that you can get yourself some Dan Arnold in your lineup. Right now, I picked him up on waivers in a bunch of leagues. I am actually going to play him a lot, meaning that he'll go for three for 20 this week because that's just how it works this season. But Dan Arnold, in my opinion, is someone that you can pick up right now and start because of this matchup this week. All right, Buck, listen, those are our positional start sets. I do have some deeper dive names for you, but is there any guys, honorable mention players, before we get into some streamers, some defenses, uh, that you had that you were thinking about maybe you want to add in for the show? No, I mean, I like uh, Naheem Hines is is a guy that almost had the nod over McKissick. Uh, game script versus Jaguars, I think, benefits him as he's been seeing more and more down the stretch of games and hasn't looked half bad. Obviously, it came off big chunk plays there last week, but he's getting some involvement in the run game down the stretch of games as they try to rest Jonathan Taylor. I look for this to be an Indianapolis game. So I think Naheem Hines is worth a little bit of a look there. Um, I, I don't know what it is, Bob. We talked about him earlier, Bateman. If you're really struggling, you're like, you're thinking, I got to choose between Rashad Bateman or Robbie Anderson. Probably at this juncture, going to go with Rashad Bateman. So just something to think about there. Yeah, I mean, really, that's it. I, I don't have too many other honorable mentions. What about you? So let me ask you this. DJ Moore or Rashad Bateman? DJ Moore. Okay. So Bateman's like that wide receiver four play that you could get him in your lineup if you need It's him. a stab. Yeah, a stab. Gotcha. Okay. So you're not going to start him probably over – you know, more known guys. Gotcha. Okay. So that makes sense. I want to talk quickly about some streamers. Uh, my, so listen, a couple of guys we brought up today are pretty well, like less owned, like Dan Arnold's less owned. You can probably get him, but one of the guys that I want so one of the reports that came out recently that piqued my interest, Logan Thomas, his hamstrings coming back from IR. Not so fast. Sounds like he's sore. A lot of people because of the buy probably dropped Ricky seals Jones. He might be someone you speculatively add again, just to see if Land, if uh, Logan Thomas doesn't come back, they have a good matchup this week against the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
So if, you know, with Bucks rolling coming out of their own buy, that could be a, that could be something worth monitoring. So Ricky Seals Jones, someone I want you to check your waiver wires for and check it out. Also, what I noticed too this week is all the top tight ends, most of them have good matchups. So if you have a top guy, you're probably playing him this week. I noticed that. For a quarterback deep dive, one of the players that picked my interest is Trevor Lawrence. I know he's banged up, but the Indianapolis Colts, Buck just brought up Carson Wentz. His Naheem Hines, he thinks it's going to be a good week for the Colts offense. That just leads to more production. And also, the Colts have been in some higher scoring affairs. Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans a couple weeks ago had a nice game. I think Trevor Lawrence against Indianapolis could be a deeper name. Also, Mac Jones against Cleveland. Uh, Mac Jones has been like boring. That. Mac Jones has been boring this year. Yeah, it's been the ground game. But also, keep in mind, both starting running backs. And here's a good one for you, Buck, too. Both starting running backs, uh, Harris and Stevenson, both have concussions, could be out. Any interest in Bolden? Any interest in Taylor this week against the Cleveland Browns? If you're scrapping both of them, if you're not so much scrapping, but you want to just take upside based on what's going on in that team, I got to say, I kind of like Brandon Bolden there. Yeah. And Mac Jones, I've been calling him Webster for the last couple of weeks because he's like reading the dictionary, Bob. You want to elaborate a little more or, <laughs> or what? You never read Miriam Webster when you no. were a kid? You never nope. opened a dictionary once. I, I, I have. I have. I actually did on my phone once, so it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, no, so Mac Jones is someone I like. Everything to. now makes sense, by the I way. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I just nothing. I got nothing going on here. I apologize. It is what it is. Mac Jones, check him out, guys. I think he might have a decent week against Cleveland. So I like that. Some defense. Thank you, Buck. I appreciate that. Appreciate the support. Do you have any cube? Any any names we haven't brought up that you might want to bring up for QBs, tight ends that we you're thinking about? If two is starting, Tua. Okay. Yeah, against Baltimore. Baltimore's been weird. I mean, some of these secondaries historically have been good and are not good. Baltimore's yeah. one of them too. So I, I get that. Uh, I kind of like Tua too. I just like him. This is a person. Like you like him as a human being? No, like as a player. Oh, mostly. okay. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. I've never met the guy, Bob. I right. I can't. You know, I. I've met you virtually, so I can trust you a little bit, but it's like Tua, you know, maybe he'll get on the Zoom one day. I don't know. Listen, we it, we have to ask. You know what? We'll send that away. We got to get the, get our PR guy on it. Get Tua on the phone. Anyway, so defensive streamers, I think a lot of these, some of the deeper ones, one of them I like is Red Hot as the Tennessee Titans. You know, Trevor Simeon ain't scaring you. And I know Trevor Simeon's kind of conservative, but, you know, Alvin Kamara's dealing with a knee injury now. You know, that offense could be kind of blah, and the Tennessee Titans are just red hot right now. So Tennessee Titans could be a streamer. I also like the Browns. Believe it or not, I know we just talked about Mac Jones, but without running backs, it tends to lean to throw more. That opens up a rookie to throw and create turnovers. You know, when teams have to throw, yeah, it might be good for fantasy, but for real life, it's going to create turnovers. You're going to have more opportunities for sacks. So that could be something, too, with the running backs for the, the Patriots being banged up a little bit. Buck, do you have any defenses you're feeling this week? Who are you Who are you starting in your leagues? I have the Bills in every one of my defensive leagues. It's the <laughs> That's Bills. That's amazing. I got them on waivers <laughs> the other week. I, I actually paid a little fab, too. I went out shopping. Daddy went shopping. got some Buffalo Bills. It's a good idea. It works yeah. pretty well. And they have good matchups pretty much, too, which is the best part. It's not even like you're just the playing. The next five best. weeks, yeah. It's great. So kickers, reason why we're all here, Okay. One of the, my this kickers, is all you, Bob. I know. Kicker start of the week is Chris Boswell, the Pittsburgh Steelers kicker this week. I love him. I've picked him up in all my leagues. I Actually, that's a lie. One of my leagues, someone outbid me for Chris Boswell. Yeah, I threw down a buck of, of fab on some Chris Boswell, and someone put a buck. Touche. 
Uh, Greg Joseph for the Minnesota Vikings, I like a lot. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ryan Suckup's coming off the bye. I like him a lot this week. I got something for you, folks. All right. K1 call of the week. The Dallas kicker, Liram Harahuha. I don't even know how to say his last name. I don't even know how to say this guy's last name, but he just got signed. Uh, Zerline is out this week because of COVID. I'm telling you, let's do it. Like he's, I don't even know this guy. This is going to be nuts. I can't wait. No, I, now I have to look it up. So yeah, L-I-R-I-M space H-A-R-J-U, J-R-U. Yeah, it's, it's Lareem. Lareem. Ha, Reluhu. Bam, there he is. <laughs> Dark horse kicker of the week, folks. Lareem Ha, Reluhu. He's going to be dropping double digits. Can't freaking wait. All right, Buck, let's get to some questions. We've had some very patient folks in this, and they just need to hear some good stuff from Buck. Um, some uh, self-tanksly. What's going on, buddy? Fellas, I'm in a bind, burrow on a buy, so I need a stream QB. Choices, Big Ben, Lawrence, Jimmy G., Heineke and Mike Williams, Buck. What's your thoughts here? All right, selfie, my boy. I'm going with Tyler Heineke here. Washington against Tampa, right? So that makes sense. He's going to have to throw a lot. Yeah, I actually, my, I talked about this guy earlier. It's Trevor Lawrence for me. I think he's going to be good this week. If he, I would monitor his practice reports. He is dealing with a slight, a small injury, so he could be limited. But at the same time, I think that the ten, uh, the the Colts game could be a fun one for fantasy. C-Dog, what's up? For this week, pick two, Elijah Mitchell, James Robinson, and Leonard Fournette. Buck, who you got? Mitchell and Fournette on this one. So we're fading J-Rob. Yeah, I mean, J-Rob's banged up too right now. Yep. Colts, yeah, I agree with Buck here. I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell and Leonard Fournette. Um, Self also said there's Mac Jones. Does that change your thoughts, Buck? Uh, it's a coin flip here between the three, and you don't have a three-headed coin last time I checked, Self. Wow. Shut down. He's gonna like randomly show up one day with a three-headed coin, and then bam, now we're just do we're, two flips. Two flips. Gotcha. Best two out of three. You should always be best two out of three, anyway, folks. Only you gotta learn these things. Anyway, do you think Chubb, Keenan, and Keenan play this week? If not, do you like Van Jefferson and Dearness Johnson to start? I love Dearness Johnson. We just talked about that. If Chubb's out, but what's your thoughts about Keenan Allen? I, I think he's fine. I haven't heard anything really. Yeah, you know, I big, think. But yeah. Okay. I, I think, think he'll play, and I don't think that's a – like Chubb to Dearness Johnson makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, it's the same team. We've seen what Dearness can do. Van Jefferson to Keenan Allen, not the same comparison. Yeah. All right, Josh Allen, Matt Ryan, are you buying the Matt Ryan upswing this week, Buck? No, absolutely yeah. not. Josh and I, I will buy the Josh upswing, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're feel, I feel the balance. But Dried Ocean just wanted to give us a shout-out. Just want to say thanks for telling me to pick up Pat Firemuth on waivers. You got it, buddy. You Last were leading that train, yeah, by the most... way. You were the conductor on that train, Bob. I appreciate that. Yeah, I did it on my like, trend show last Saturday. Two Saturdays ago, I said, Patty Firemuth, folks. We, we walked into some, so dried ocean. We're glad we helped save your week, buddy. Absolutely, Dio. One of the yeah. OGs right there. Yeah. Sea Dog, I have Kyler right now. Should I trade him for Brady? Would you trade Kyler Murray for Tom Brady? No, uh, not if everything's even, but until we learn more, until we see how it unfolds there for Kyler, it, it's a park and wait, right? Like you're hoping you don't get a ticket or you, you don't get towed, even though you're in your vehicle. 
Yeah, that's smart. You know, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna cop out a little bit. Four point passing touchdown, Kyler, six point. I'm gonna go Tom Brady. I like his rest yeah. of season schedule. All right. Uh I reflex. I why reflex. I, that's great. Should I trade Kamara and DK Metcalf for Cup and McCaffrey? Yes. If you can get Cup and McCaffrey, I think that's a slam duck. What do you think? Yep, about? agreed. Uh, yeah. but that's I love you, re- reflex. I love you. Oh, Obviously, thanks. you've never had a ham and cheese croissant from Illy at the airport. I haven't, unfortunately. I walked by it last time, so I'll make sure to stop mm. next time. Matt Nagy, shout out to great job, by the way. You know, Justin Fields looked great on Monday night. We're proud of you. Matt Roll could have ended racism by starting PJ Walker over Sam Darnold. Yeah, maybe. Um, we're just going to not touch that. But anyway, uh, I am Sosa. Good evening. Can I get your guys' opinion on a trade? Sure. Send it to us. We will love to respond to your trade request. Get it in here before we go. Um, sounds like Beach is letting us know that Keen Allen has a knee injury, I'm assuming. That's good, man. Listen, I don't know if that's – listen, Wednesday and Thursday practice reports do not matter. You're waiting till Friday. If he's DMP, that's when you start worrying a little bit. Especially with veterans. Yeah, 100%. Well, Buck, that's all we got for today, man. Listen, this was another great episode. We're getting real efficient, slapping just under 50 minutes. Um, mm. bef- before we go, we do want to remind everybody to make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter. Make sure you're following us on YouTube. And make sure you're following us on the actual Apple podcast side of this. We also do our podcast every single week. It gets repurposed from the video. And all our podcasts are on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you by Bet Online AG. Buck, any final words before we go? Or otherwise, we'll see you Sunday. No, go USA. Beat Mexico. I can't yeah. wait to be in that firecracker of a stadium on Friday. Have a, where in Cincinnati is the game? It's like over the Rhine. I don't know if you've been there. I've been there for work before. That's no. It's it's like the arts district that's north of town. It's, okay. it's a new stadium. Brand new. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, yeah. enjoy. Be safe. Safe travels. Looking forward to seeing you, you this sir. weekend, man. Have a great time. Once again, I'm Bobby Lamarco, your host for this evening, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast on the Fantasy Focus YouTube channel. Shout out to our buddies over at the Fantasy Focus Network. Buck, always a pleasure, buddy. Yeah, you guys are cool. Once again, boys, thanks for joining us. We are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.